I first started talking about the rental crisis in November of 2021, which is over a year and a half ago. Now it seems like it's in every media article and the problem is getting worse. So we know that rents have increased by more than 20% in some areas of Australia. And we're now faced with things like rent controls and this could be detrimental. It could also provide massive opportunity for some people that are looking to get into the market. If you're interested in what my thoughts are, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now I do have a link in the description below for a free Facebook group. So if you are interested in being part of a community with almost 10,000 people, then definitely go visit the Facebook group. You'll have to request to join and then you can go ahead and start talking to other people in the community about this sort of stuff. Now before we jump into what rent controls are and rent stabilization and what this could actually mean, let's just assess how bad this situation is at the moment. Now what we have here is the rental vacancy rates here and across capital cities and the regional areas. And what you're finding is that we're at about 1.4 to 1.6% across all of Australia. And in some suburbs, we're below 0.1%. So in some suburbs, you have no rental listings. So what that means is that some people that wanna live in that suburb will unfortunately have to move to a different suburb and there's nothing much you can do about that. Now for context, nationally, if we're at about 1.3, 1.4% as a rental vacancy, that is super low. A balanced market is about 3%. So if we've gone from 3% in 2020 to 2021 all the way down to now about one to one and a half percent means that we have a severe problem on our hands and as vacancy rates go down we should see rents increase which is exactly what we can see here which is the quarterly median weekly advertised rents capital cities versus regionals and you can see both have just increased drastically since 2015 and I don't think a solution is on the table anytime soon we can also go ahead and look at the monthly new rental listings and what you're seeing is yes it spikes up and down quite a bit but the general trend is generally down towards the right which means as we go through month by month, we're finding that there's less and less new rental listings available. And there are a couple of reasons for this. Now, before you jump into the comment section and be like, yeah, it's the stupid Airbnbs. Although that does play a part given that we've now opened our borders and some people have now converted their long-term tenancy properties into Airbnbs and holiday letting, it isn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem here is that we don't have enough houses. And it's something that I've been passionately sharing with you guys is that I think we have a housing problem, but not in the way that you think it may be. You see a lot of people talk about, okay, well, there's evil investors and they're going out and purchasing so many properties. The problem is that you don't have simply enough houses being built. And that starts at the government level, not because you and I want to pick up an extra investment property. It starts at the government. So if they're not going out there with plans to go, okay, we're going to invest into X, Y, and Z to get more infrastructure, to get more housing in these areas and change up zoning. Unfortunately, we're not going to have enough homes. Now, this problem may not be as big of an issue. If we haven't seen the government actually go in and say, well, we want more people here. We need more tax slaves. So what are we going to do? We'll have immigration open up and we're going to approve so many visas. We're going to have more people come into the country. And what you can see here is Australia's net migration. This graph here is very scary and it should definitely scare you. I'll tell you why. Because since 2020, we are in a parabolic move up and we're expected to have more than 300,000 people coming through this year, about 300,000 next year, and possibly about 275,000 the following year. So if we already know that rental vacancies are so low and we know that we're now introducing an extra 300,000 people a year, where are they actually gonna live? Now, a small minority of these people will go out and buy their own homes if they're cashed up, but most likely migrants that come into the country are going to go and rent first. They're gonna try and figure out if they even wanna stay here long-term and then figure out what areas they're actually gonna get job prospects in. So now that you have a snapshot of what the rental market actually looks like in Australia, we need to now go into a solutions mode. We need to figure out what is the solution to this problem. Now, you definitely got people that are wearing better clothes than I do. I mean, I've got a black t-shirt on, so nobody should take 
take me seriously. But there are other people out there with suits on and they have fancy titles next to their name suggesting that they have a solution. And the solution they came up with is maybe we need to implement rent control. So what is rent control? The term rent controls can cover a broad range of restrictions on tenant and landlord relations. These types of rent controls are classified into two broad categories. You've got rent freezes and rent stabilization. Now rent freezes is very easy to understand. It's a hard control. It's basically going in there and saying we're freezing all rents at the current rate and they may keep it there for maybe three years. Rent stabilization is a softer mode of control and that might be that you know within a 12 month period you can only increase your rents by X amount or you can't go in and increase your rents when you're in a long-term tenancy. There are a bunch of things that they can have and each state has different rules as well so you should definitely go check that out. Now if you're someone that's watching and you actually rent you're like this is fantastic I think this is a great idea and because I rent as well I'm like hey that's fantastic I don't mind not having to pay more rent next year but there is a problem with this. Now believe it or not we have tested this in Australia a long time ago so it's not really relevant right now but we have had this being tested across the world and it has failed miserably. Now you've got a sub market of renters that will benefit from this because they get cheaper housing. Now I would go to argue that we need to increase rental subsidies. I thought they would have come in by now but again who knows what the government's thinking they've got other priorities clearly. Now a couple of things that aren't being considered at that level because people are so much smarter at that level and they definitely understand how market economics work but essentially if you go and implement things like rent controls and freezes you're going to have a couple of things happen. One you're not going to have as many investors wanting to go out there and purchase a property in that state because it no longer incentivizes an investor to get a return. If they suddenly go well at the moment I know based on the market I can increase my rents by 50 bucks a week and I can continue increasing my rents over the time that I've owned the property yeah it makes sense for them because they get cash flow and that's part of the reason they invest in property. But if one state stops doing that what do you think an investor is going to do? They'll say well okay I can't go to that state anymore I'll go somewhere else. And if all of Australia starts implementing something like this which by the way I don't think they will but if they went and did that investors are simply going to pull out their money from that market and say well instead of me investing into real estate maybe I need to look at other income producing assets to be able to get the returns I want and thereby reducing the supply of housing. You see when an investor goes and buys a home it increases the supply of rental listings and we're seeing a destruction of investor loans. We don't have as many investors taking out loans to purchase more properties and when you look at the bank's products they've got interest rates that are higher for people that want to invest in a home versus when people want to buy their own home. So it's actually incentivizing people to go in and buy their own home. But this is further compounding the problem where there's not enough rental stock available. The other major flaw in implementing something like this is that if your rents aren't going up and they're frozen for say the next three years, the investor has no incentive to keep up with maintenance or upgrade the property. Now you'll find that sometimes there's certain things that are broken. They'll say, well, okay, cool, I'll fix it. And then ultimately that could result in higher rents later on and increasing the value of your property. But what we've seen in other markets is that because the investors aren't incentivized anymore, they let their properties actually deteriorate, the wear and tear is really bad, and for the tenants it actually means a lower living standard. So when you think about it, the existing stock that's out there will reduce and the stock that ends up being available is going to be actually a lesser quality property anyway. So it's a further negative effect on renters that are out there in that market. So while something like this sounds really good politically and all the renters are like, you've got my vote, the problem is they don't see what the ramifications of implementing something like this are. The whole solution here for this entire problem is you need to build more homes. How do you build more homes when interest rates are going up? The supply of building a new home is actually increasing. Well, that's the problem that the government has right now. They need inflation to calm down and they need the interest rates to fall because there will be a portion of people that are renting at the moment that would ideally like to buy their own place, but they unfortunately can't. Yeah, they may have to have a lower deposit because prices have come down a little bit, but from an affordability standpoint, if your interest rates are now at five or 6% versus where they were at two or 3%, you're unfortunately priced out of the market. So until those interest rates start coming down, borrowing capacity is increasing, 
increase. And from a government level initiative, they're pushing for new builds. You're gonna have a problem where you don't have enough rental supply. And I don't think it's something that you can flick a switch and it happens overnight. I think what we're seeing now is gonna be a lag effect for the next two to three years. So do not be surprised when we see rents up 10 to 15% in 2024 as well. Look, I hope you guys have learned something. I know it's pretty scary stuff. I like to be positive on the channel, but I wanted to come out and share something that looks fluffy on paper, sounds really great for a good vote uh, from a politician's point of view. When you actually put it into implementation into this market, it's actually not gonna work. So what do you think we need as a solution to be able to get this rental crisis over and done with? Is it to reduce the immigration? Is it to increase the supply of new housing? You let me know in the comments down below. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.